Welcome back to Netflix and Kill, a podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kyla, the moderator. And I'm Marty. I'm back again. So Marty, what are we talking about today? Um, we are talking about a movie called Beyond the Gates. It has Barbara Crampton in it, so that's a good sign. And it's about these guys that play a board game, um, and they have to get their dad back. And it kind of sounds like Jumanji, but it's way gorier. Yeah. And not as whimsical. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a horror Jumanji. Um, Retro horror Jumanji. Yeah. Which I guess Jumanji is kind of retro because it came out in the 90s, but like, if it played that up a lot. Yeah, like, the the aesthetic overall of um, Beyond the Gates is very 80s, whereas um, the overall aesthetic of Jumanji is, like, the 50s or so, a lot or the of 40s. Like, yeah, I think that's what it's referencing, is, like, 40s jungle adventure stuff. At yeah. least, like, the old Jumanji is. The newer yeah. one is, like, referencing... 90s video games, yeah. which is funny. I still haven't seen um, that one, which I'm sad about, because Jack Black's in it. Yeah, you would like it. It's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were scrolling through Netflix, and we saw Barbara Crampton, and, like, we've mm-hmm. been wanting to watch this for a really long time because of that. Yeah. Like, that pretty much sold us, and then the description was really intriguing. Mm-hmm. So tonight, we finally got around to scoping that out. Yeah. And it was really good. Yeah, it was, it was surprisingly written very well. Um, it was a little slow at first. It, it There was about 30 minutes left of the movie when things finally started picking up. But um, I kind of appreciated that because, like, it allowed us to get used to the characters in a more mundane setting. So you, like, cared about them more and stuff. Yeah. I would rather have, like, a slower beginning, I think, mm-hmm. than, like, a... Than, like, rushing in, you know, yeah. and skipping character work. Um, I could tell, I think, I haven't looked up anything about this director, but, like, by, by watching this, I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of his first movies. Because there were, like, a few things about it that played to me, like, oh, this is someone who doesn't have, like, a lot of experience yet. Yeah. But shows extreme promise. Um, like, if this is a first effort, I think it's a really good job. Yeah. I'm Googling a thing. <laughs> okay, yeah. Give us some of the deets on this. Cause All right. Um, I guess I should have done some research The before, director but... is Jackson Stewart, which is the guy from, uh, was, he was one of the characters from Hannah Montana. <laughs> Wait, like the name of a character from yes, Hannah Montana? Yes, it's the name of the character from okay. Hannah Montana, um, but it's not one of his first movies. Um... It's actually the the it's actually the first like feature movie that he did, but he directed two other um, shorts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And he's written um, like eight things. He he actually wrote Beyond the Gates too. So. Yeah. Okay. That's really awesome though. Like that's a really good first start. Yeah. And I would definitely keep up with what he's doing in the future. Like I would be interested to know. Yeah, Miley's brother is really. Making some good movies. <laughs> uh, that guy wasn't actually Miley's brother, and he was, like, 30 when he was playing an 18-year-old. Um, so yeah. I haven't seen Hannah Montana. Really? So, no. no. I didn't watch I... it, because I got made fun of in school for not watching it. Oh. So then I decided that I just wasn't going to watch it out of spite. Yeah, that's... It's... 
okay, I guess. It was really weird. The only thing that I really remember from it was that there was an episode where she had a nightmare where she wasn't Hannah Montana, but um, uh, her brother was ended up being a rock star, and his name was Bucky Kentucky. <laughs> 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 and then, wow. um, and then there's another episode where she's trying to learn all of the um, the names of the bones in the human body. So she she like makes up a dance. It's called the Bone Dance. <laughs> okay, that sounds actually pretty great. Yeah. Um, See, that could be like a, a horror thing if you took a really like twisted version of it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but speaking of the best of both worlds, this yeah. movie has other dimensions in it. Yeah, it's like, like a hell dimension, sort of. They it's don't like really they, they don't really talk about it. They just talk about like the gates, and this is like what's beyond the gates. So I'm assuming it's like people's souls. Yeah, uh, um, I assume it's like hell, because everyone there and was like a demented version of themselves. Um, so. Spoilers ahead. Well, um, uh, should we go over the basic plot first? Yeah, we should. Because I guess all okay. we said is it has Barbara Crampton, which is, like, all you need to know, by the way. Yeah. Like, so if you're skipping a Barbara Crampton horror movie, then, like, what, you know, what, what are, are you, you doing? even doing? Like, she's, like, okay, there's a rule of thumb for both Barbara Crampton and Jeffrey Combs, and it's that if they are, um, if they are both, like, separate, but in a movie, then they're gonna be, like, one of the main best parts of a movie, or they will make the movie good just by being mm-hmm. in it. Um, <laughs> Although I will say the the all of the cast in this movie I thought was really good. Yeah, they were really good. I um, guess especially because they give them a lot to work with, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, some horror movies have, like, really thinly written characters, and this one definitely has better character yeah, work. Com- compared to Would You Rather was very thin plot. Um, just kind of there for gore and to watch Jeffrey Combs cackle. Um, (laughs) But he was the best character in his thing. Whereas this movie was very fleshed out, very character driven. And Barbara Crampton was just like the flourish on top that made it perfect. Yeah. That's a good description. Um, So yeah, the actual plot of the movie, there's these two brothers who are estranged and their dad has been missing for seven months, and they go back mm-hmm. to the old video store that their family used to own to, like, clean up and sell the store, since they're assuming, like, their dad's probably dead or never coming back. Yep. And so, um, one of the brothers is kind of, like, a drifter. He doesn't really have a home or a job, um, so he decides to crash with his more responsible brother, and then um, that the brother's The brothers girlfriend. are John and Gordon, Yeah, and then the girlfriend is Margo. Margo. Gordon's the more responsible one, and you can tell because he has glasses, <laughs> <laughs> which is a silly trope, but it's a, a trope that works. So they're, like, searching around trying to figure out where their dad went. And, like, going through the stuff in the store, and they go to the back room, and they find this game. And so they decide to start watching it, and... It's the, one of those, like... Okay, I've never played one of these before, because this was, like, just is a, slightly it was before a, my time. It's, like, a VHS Yeah, it was a VHS game. game. Those were, like, really, really popular right before we were born. Yeah. Like, in the early 90s. <laughs> like, I've seen them. I just never played one, because, yeah. like, by that point... We had, like, moved on to DVD there, games. Yeah. Um, there's one specific one 
that the um, Mario meme where it's like, nice of the princess to invite us over for some spaghetti, eh, Luigi? (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's one of the memes. Um, And then the, I think this was from another one of the VHS things. It was um, something of Tim Curry's. Where he goes, I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been affected by capitalism. Spice! (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that. I, yeah, they're memes. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Um, I'm glad that memes are, like, still, I don't know, keeping it retro. Yeah, keeping it retro. I realize it's gonna, I realize it's gonna sound so cringy the way we say this, like, oh, it's so retro, um, (laughs) probably makes us sound very, very young to most of our listening audience. Yeah. Yeah, we are kind of babies, but, like... Yeah. We're 20-year-old children. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) The... That's kind of who these movies are aimed at, anyway. Yeah. Like, I feel like... I don't know, maybe a little bit older than us. Like, people who are, like, old enough to remember, like, oh, I remember VHS tapes, but, like, young enough to be intrigued by it and not bored by it. Because I feel like my parents would be like, oh, yeah, VHS, like, whatever, nothing special about that. Versus, like, people a little bit younger than them would Mm -hmm. have, like, more nostalgia for it. I I don't know. That's kind of what I think. But anyway. Those board games, um, I never really owned one. The closest I got was having uh, the Seen It games. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We had those, too. But... I mean, the, the movie's still enjoyable no matter what age you are. Like, mm-hmm. that shouldn't ever be um, a barrier to horror films. And, like, yeah. thankfully, this movie doesn't depend on nostalgia for you to enjoy it. Yeah, no, it's like, it's like, hey, this is something of some old technology that we don't really use anymore, and now we can make it scary. <laughs> Which, in in this movie, it works, but in other movies, it definitely doesn't. Yeah. Um, what's that movie that's coming out that's basically see, Say Cheese and Die? <laughs> oh, Polaroid. Yeah, that does not look yeah. good. Um, that is, like, clearly aimed can... at, like, probably people even younger than us. Like, people who don't know what a Polaroid camera is. Yeah, I think, I think we're kind of estranged from that, though, because we're film students, and so we, like... I mean, yeah. We, yeah. We, like, use old cameras all the time. I mean, Polaroids are still around. There was some girl on my study abroad who had a Polaroid. Yeah, it's kind of hard to make Polaroids scary when there was a a whole outcast song about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, the whole, like, nostalgia and fear thing kind of works in this movie, just because, like, that's what the movie's about, is, like... You have to let go of the past and keep moving forward. I just quoted Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> oh, see, I was thinking of Kylo Ren. <laughs> let the past die. No. Kill it if you have to with a magical dagger. No. Um, I'd rather let the past die naturally. Yeah. But, no, so, yeah, like, this movie is about, like, you know, revisiting your childhood memories and reconciling, like, things about... Your parents that, like, as you get older, you realize, like, maybe they weren't these people that you idolize, but, like, Mm -hmm. you can still accept them and love them anyway and, like, find the good in them. Yeah. Um, part of the dad's story... We should go into spoiler territory now, don't you think? Because we're Uh, fixing to do that. Yeah. Yeah, we can go into spoilers. So, 
So if you haven't seen the movie, like, go watch it. I would recommend it. Yeah. And then this come is, back. This is the point of no return. So if you don't care about spoilers, keep going, I guess. If not, you cannot come back from beyond the gates. Um. Ahaha. <laughs> 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 um. So... The dad, basically, his backstory is that he kind of was an alcoholic and didn't really treat one of the boys very well. Um, and then when he left, he just got even worse. And um, in one of the end fights that kind of reflects in, uh, like, how the game basically, like, possesses him, I guess. And... Um, possesses the dad, right? Yeah. So, so like, the dad is, like, calling the kid names and, like, calling him a coward and all this other stuff, and that's pretty much a reflection of who he was to the character Gordon before he left home. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, the interesting thing is, like, because Gordon, they mentioned, like, the girlfriend mentions that Gordon had been an alcoholic when they first started dating, and, like, he overcame it, and his brother never even knew about it. Yeah. So that, I thought, was a really interesting character choice. Like, you would think that, like, the other brother, like, the loose kind of drifter would be the one who's an alcoholic, but it's actually, like, the responsible one. Yeah. That that reflects really well, because, like, that, that comes at, a, like, a price of being abused as a child. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it's very easy to take up the same... Uh, bad coping mechanisms that your parents had. Yeah. But the the story but for that was basically he grabbed his girlfriend's wrist while he was drunk one time while they were getting in a fight, and he grabbed it too hard and either bruised it or something. Um, they didn't really go into detail on it, but he was, like, so shocked and appalled at himself that he did that that he just quit drinking. <laughs> so, there's that. It's It's kind of a powerful story. Yeah. Um, like, just the more I think about it, the more, like, it's not just, like, a Jumanji rip-off type thing. It's it's more, like, something that has a lot more substance than just that. Yeah, no, it's very much its own thing. Mm-hmm. The brother kind of has his own problems, too, but, like, he's not really... He just, like, he feels like he can't really commit to one place. Yeah. And... Which can be another um, side effect of being abused. Yeah, he he probably just, like, didn't want to leave home, but also felt like he had to, but he just kept coming back, um, and he made some really weird friends. Oh my gosh, what was his name? The jerk <laughs> friend? Hold on, let me check the M de Oh my gosh, um, this guy who's friends with John. His name is Hank. Hank, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, Hank? Like, what an asshole. And kudos to the actor who plays him, because, like, he is really good at playing a very, very unlikable character. Yeah. (laughs) He's, like, super douchey. He's scruffy and nasty looking, and, um, he's, like, just really mean to everyone. And, like, super pervy and, like, horses. Yeah, he has, like, an ex-girlfriend that works at, like, the local bar. And they meet him and, like, he's just a huge jerk to the the girlfriend, Margot, and also the waitress. But apparently he and the waitress had had some, like, past dating troubles or whatever. There's this part where he's like, yeah, say it, you love me. And it's like... No. She's obviously very uncomfortable. 
and it's just uh, it's hard to watch but <laughs> but during that scene <laughs> they're like so okay so they so at this point they're you know playing the game and <laughs> they go out in the backyard and they have to find a key and something and so they start digging at this X that shows up in their backyard and um, they pull out this little box that has like a voodoo doll inside and <laughs> And the voodoo doll is wearing these nasty-ass clothes, and you can tell that it's supposed to be for him. Because <laughs> he's just this grimy piece of shit. <laughs> so they cut it open, and, like, while they're cutting the voodoo doll open, like, at the same time, it keeps flipping back and forth between the scenes, and, like, his, like, organs just, like, shoot out of him. Yeah. And, like, he's lying on the floor, like, just, like, screaming and, like... There's blood gushing everywhere. And, like, when they finally, like, just take the time to, like, pull a knife out and just, like, cut the belly open, it just, like, explodes into <laughs> gore. Yeah. And they, they, like, pull the key out of the voodoo doll, and then the guy, like, lays there, and he's dead. And then, like, his body just disappears. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, it's weird, but... It's, it's super really, gory. But yeah, like, it's so cool. Like, the effects for that was, like, awesome. Yeah. Like, it was really fun to watch. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of gave me a reanimator vibe, actually, of, like, the entrails, yeah. like, coming out. Speaking of reanimator, I think they made a little, little, little like, reference to it, because uh, there's a guy that works at, like, a an old antique shop, and he's really creepy, but he reminds me of Zach Woods. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> <laughs> but um but he's like Zach Woods but his evil twin but he like one of the the brother John is like he steals the dagger from him that it's like sitting in this like little like shelf and he like distracts him and says what's that and the guy turns around he's like oh that he goes that's my pet spider his name is Herbert <laughs> it was really yeah. cute yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a reanimator reference. I mean, it should I be because like the exact one of the um, not not one of the executive producers, but like one of the um, it was like in the thank yous in the credits. It said Stuart Gordon. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, of course, Barbara Crampton. Yes, Barbara Crampton, who's great. She's got a very like bit part. Yeah, but, um, but like it's really well cast. So mm -hmm. she's you know when they put in the VHS and are gonna play the game um she's like the what would you call it like the moderator of the game she's like, like the her host face, yeah the host like her face is on the vhs and she gives them instructions mm -hmm. so the way the game works is they have to find four keys and she'll give them like she'll tell them like they have these four cards that mm -hmm. it's like almost like tarot cards except it's like they're friends yeah um and then like the cards are basically like each of their friends has like a key inside a key, them. Yeah, inside of them. So we talked about Hank, um, and then there's also this cop. His name is Derek. Derek. Um, who's friends with Gordon. Yeah, he's, he's like, one of Gordon's, like, childhood friends, I think, and they they make a point to say he's a very bad cop. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then he... Do you want to talk about <laughs> Yeah, well... I, I did he, Hank, so... Um, yeah, so our second gory death scene... <laughs> He shows up at the brother's house with a gun and just, like, starts shooting at them. 
while they're in the backyard and they run and hide and he like chases them and you can tell like something's off like he's being possessed or something yeah he looks very scared as to what he's doing yeah it was actually kind of like made me a little bit sad um but yeah then also kind of scary because he's like got a gun aimed right at them yeah so they find in their backyard they find a little like statue of his head yeah and it's got a key inside of like like implanted in the head and so like by the at this point because when they found the voodoo doll early in the movie they didn't know that it was actually linked to like their friend in real life but at this point they're starting to figure it out yeah, and, some, like, their someone face... called them and said, um, Hank just exploded, and then, yeah, and then they, they were like, what the, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, connected the dots. Um, so at this point, they have to make a choice. Like, you know, obviously they don't want to kill this guy, but, like, he's pointing a gun right at them. Yeah. And so, you know, just as a reaction, they, like, yank the key out of the head, and, uh, his head explodes. Yeah, it's just like, and then, and then like, inside of it is their key. <laughs> yeah. Like, in the brains and everything. It's really, really great effects. Mm-hmm. It's just so, so bloody, which yeah. I love. And, um, then, and then he he also disappears. Like, every time some, someone they kill dies, they just, like... Uh, well, because their soul goes, like, <laughs> into beyond the, game. the gates. Yeah, yeah, into the game. So then the third key is with the girlfriend. Yeah. And then the fourth one is with their dad, whose soul is trapped in the game. Yeah. So the girlfriend, um, she figures out that she's next on the game, and so she goes downstairs, and the the way the game explains it is that she has to give up her soul in order to get the key. And so she goes down there and uh, just stares at the gates for a long time, and then her eyes turn black, and then she just tries to start attacking them. But she drops the key, so they were able to, like, save her, I guess, but her soul is trapped inside the game, um, but her body is there, and so they grab the key and, like, tie her up with zip ties and stuff so that she doesn't, like, escape, and then they have to, um, put all three of the keys down to open the gate, and then they go inside, and that's where they find the dad. Yeah, which is, like, super cool makeup on the dad. It's really awesome, because he's, like, steps out of the shadows, Mm-hmm. And he's got this, like, dark circles on his eyes, and he looks just, like, really fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's, like, um, like, kind of like the gory makeup for Day of the Dead, almost. But, yeah. like, was very, to it's, that. like, a lot more subtle, and there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of gore. Um, it's, it's more like the facial structures of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really cool, though. It was really cool. They did that, and also, when they go down there, they find out that Derek and Hank are both there. Yeah, but they're, they're, like, possessed mm-hmm. or something, because they have a big old fight mm-hmm. with lots of more blood and yeah. gore. And so to get the fourth key, they have to rip the dad's heart out of his chest. Mm-hmm. And that scene is, like, so, so cool. Because mm-hmm. I feel like everything's been, like, building up to that with all the gory mm-hmm. stuff, and then this is, like, just the pinnacle. Like, they just hold the heart. Mm-hmm. And it looks great. So in doing that, they beat the game, and yeah. but they... The, but before that, the dad turns back to normal, and he tells, like, the son, thank you. Yeah. Because, well, like... Like, they rescued his soul from the... Whatever, the hell dimension beyond the gates. Yeah. It was crazy. And so that's our movie. The girlfriend lives. Yeah, which is great. Because, like, normally girlfriends don't live in these movies, but, like, you know, 
She was a really great character, too. She was, like, fleshed out, actually, and, like, yeah. really sympathetic to um, the other brother. Because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, normally a character like this would, like, probably be, like, I don't know. Really all, like, hate the brother. Yeah, and be like, you need to get out of our house, you're not wanted here. But, like, she was actually really sympathetic to him. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. Like, they took time to show her connection to both of the brothers, and she was more than just, like, the girlfriend. Yeah. She was really cool, and I really liked her. And I I liked how she wasn't really that scared to play the game. She was like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. Yeah. Well, at first she's, like, excited about it. When yeah. she finds it, she's like, ooh, it's like an old VHS game. Let's play it. This sounds fun. Yeah. And then, you know, they all realize it's fucked up. But she's still like, well, we gotta save your dad's soul, and we gotta beat the game. So Yeah. So at first it's like, they start playing it, and then it, then it says... If you want to save your father's soul, you must complete the game. And then, like, the brothers look at each other and they go, What the fuck did they just say? And, like, for a little while, maybe they thought it was just, like, part of the game's... Yeah, or that someone was, like, pranking them or something. Yeah, and then it turns out it's real, so they have to play the game. And they really don't want to at first. I mean, I don't blame them. (laughs) But then, like, the game keeps possessing them and making them go downstairs so that they have to play and sit in front of the TV. And then, oh, and this was, like, kind of out of nowhere, but there was, like, something under the bed. Yeah, like a demon thing or something. Yeah, and they just, like, beat the shit out of them. Yeah, I don't really understand that. Was it, like, the game was, like, sending demons to get them? Yeah, I think it was, like... You have to play the game or else we're going to kill you with the things okay. that come out of the gate. But it felt just kind of random because, I don't yeah. know. It felt like a studio was like, this movie needs more, like, ghosts and stuff in it. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, it was a good sequence. The good uh, makeup, too, Yeah, I thought. They just, like, bashed the shit out of its face. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then, well, they, they do show, like, that the game is, like moving all the pieces by itself, and so, like, it puts a card in there for one of the demons, and then moves all the pieces inside, so that, uh, you can, like, see that the game is making things happen. There's Um, that. Yeah. So, is there anything, like, I would say overall, like, we were very positive about this movie, but is there anything that you would change about it, or that you think could have been improved? Well, the, the thing with the zombie thing that kept coming back into their room but yeah i wish that was a little more fleshed out besides like hey this thing is from the gate and it came out and it's gonna get you but yeah i i guess like the thing i kind of wish is that like they had shown more like spent more time inside the gate yeah that was Um, like a really quick sequence yeah it's like over within like 10 minutes yeah because i thought like the production design was really cool and like the colors and stuff yeah I feel and, like they could have, like, gone more into the house and tried to, yeah, like... like, like, in a... They just went down in the basement, and then the characters were there. But I feel like it should have been more than that. Like, they should have, like, gone out into the rest of the world to see if it had changed and stuff. Yeah, like, I guess, um, in... Not to compare this to Jumanji, because, like, it's not the same thing, but, like, in the original Jumanji, like, the jungle starts to, like, take over the house. Mm, yeah. Like, it would have been cool if, like, this horror, like, hell world just slowly starts to, like, like, their house starts to, like, look like that. And you could really do some interesting things with the production design. Yeah. Um, um, but, I mean, 
As it I is. feel like that's probably what they were trying to do in making the, the zombie things yeah. come in, but it, it just, it wasn't enough. Yeah, I mean, um, I understand, though, like, maybe budget constraints and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, like, as it is, like, the characters and story were good, so, oh, like, yeah, that's the really important good. thing, like, yeah. to be able to follow these characters and like them and root for them. Yeah, and... None of the three main characters die, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, actually it's a pretty positive yeah, movie. Like, positive, optimistic, I would say. I mean, you know, the the dad's still dead, but yeah. his soul's not in hell, so <laughs> that's I mean, a plus. I mean, the game makes a point to say, um, stop dwelling on the past and the yeah. dead and maybe focus more on the things in your life that are alive. And that's really important, because, <laughs> like, you know, just living in that state of mind forever is gonna really fuck with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like, there are, I think, you know, a lot of times there are real-life siblings. Uh, this has happened, like, with some of my family members. There are siblings who just don't ever talk to each other anymore and mm-hmm. get mad at, like, over some, like, small argument, um, especially after their parents are gone. Yeah. So, I liked that they really flesh out, like, this reconnection between these two brothers and, like, you know, their dad's gone, but, like, they can still appreciate that they have each other. Yeah, in a way, the game was, like, their mourning process also. Mm Because, like, they also show, like, at the beginning of the movie, like, they're really awkward with each other, they don't know what to say to each other, and then by the end of it, they're, like, you know, in each other's lives again. Yeah, I mean, if you fight an evil game... Together, that'll that, that's a good bonding experience. That'll yeah, do it. That 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 will do it. <laughs> but yeah, this movie was great. Yeah, it was really enjoyable. Any last thoughts? I almost spilled my tea. I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I was looking on IMDb, and the guy that played Gordon has a headshot that looks a lot like. <laughs> a lot like Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> I noticed that too. Um, this one I his name we is were... Graham Skipper, That's which is like name. a great name. That's a great name. While we were watching the movie, I like Googled it. Um, just to look. I think I was like looking at Wikipedia or something to look at the cast, and I noticed that like his headshot came up like in the Google results. Yeah. Oh. I'm reading this. It says, the rules for the game are actually the set of rules for Ouija. <laughs> Wait, for real? Yeah. Oh, wow. Huh. Uh, let's see. Um, see, I've never played a Ouija board before. I'm going through so. the trivia here. Um, the shirts and clothing of the three main characters correspond to the color of their game piece. So there was, like, um, mm. a red one, a white one, and a um, blue blue one. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, the white one was the girl, and a lot of the time she was wearing a white t-shirt, so. Yeah. And then Gordon was the blue one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That is cool. I mean, hats off to the production design team. I could tell they really put some effort into this. Mm-hmm. I liked the the video shop that their family had owned. It's, like, a really cool, I don't know, I'd be interested to know where that location is, like, if they made it for a set, or if it's, like, a real video store somewhere, because it had this really cool mural outside of it. It was like, um, oh, what did they call it? It was like Mount Rushmore with like monsters. Oh, on it was it. Mount Rush Monster. Yeah, <laughs> that it was, was really, really cute. cool. Um, oh, the name of the character Gordon is likely a nod to the horror director Stuart Gordon, the director of Beyond the Gates, that also interned for Stuart Gordon. Oh, so he was wow. his intern. 
That's, That's cool. really cool. So, like, yeah, of course, like, if you're going to make that, then, then yeah, like, yeah, it'd be really cool to intern for him, I, I think. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, the original title was Beyond the Nightmare. Lucio Fulci's biography Beyond the Gates was among the inspiration for the final title the filmmakers ended up using. There's a scene immediately after the end text stopped rolling. Well, yeah. Yeah, we saw that. <laughs> it wasn't really much of anything except Barbara Crampton staring at you. <laughs> but it was really cool. Yes. I'm always happy when she's staring at me. Yeah, she's she has very gorgeous. Stare. And they she's gorgeous and they make a like a a point in that movie to say like, dude, she's fucking hot. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she is. Yeah. I think that about wraps it up. Okay. Thank you for joining me, Marty. Yeah. Thank you for letting me on the podcast. Well, uh we'll see you around next time. We're gonna be back with a lot more things. I don't have anything specific in mind. So if anyone has any recommendations, just toss it out there. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of expanding. So, like, I get that the whole gimmick of the show is, like, Netflix, but I was, like, thinking the other day, why can't it be for, like, all streaming services? Yeah. Like, Hulu, and then we just recently got a Shutter account. We found yes. some really cool stuff on there that I'd like to talk about, so I don't know. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, We might open it up. Even though it's Netflix and Kill, it can be, yeah. you know... We might... Hulu and Kill. Or maybe... We, we could, could even do, like, a... A poll. Yeah, a poll, or, like, we could even set aside, like, a month dedicated to, like, the best horror films on Hulu, or yeah. something like that, and do, like, a little special. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, tune in. Leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me also on Tumblr at Frosty the Robot. That's me. Awesome. Have a good evening, afternoon, morning, night. Whenever whenever you're listening to this. Um, just... Time is an illusion. That's but, yes. what we learned from Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> uh, enjoy yourself and may your nightmares be plentiful. <laughs> <laughs>